Hello everybody, I'm Jason Trader, the Emperor of America, and with me as always is the fabulous Millie T of the Ebo people. Hello everybody, <laughs> From West. don't be silly Tom. I am of the tribe of Dan, oh. the worst of all the tribes. Wait, 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 you're just gonna claim the tribe of Dan? No, but I'm saying... I would if, not want to be mentioned under the tribe of Dan, but... If I am... You need to research My ancestry first. goes to England... And they believe that Dan became Sparta, which Sparta became England. Right. They believe. You need to research it for yourself. Yeah. So the odds are I'm from the, the, the worst tribe in the Bible, not even mentioned in the end. If I am at all. Well, thank Could God just for be Jesus. a heathen. I'll tell you, Jesus, get that, get that Jesus insurance. I'll tell you what, it don't matter because it didn't even matter back in the Old Testament. Like people think the Old Testament's so different than the New Testament, but... Anyway, we're the art of being the podcast, everybody, and uh, we got derailed there, but it doesn't no, really matter. You were Jason was opening up with um, uh, calling me what is it, Ebo, because of um, what Africans call the Hebrew people. It's been taught or researched that they called uh, the Hebrew people evils, and that were the people who were sold Into from slavery. West Africa. All around the world, and the tribe of Dan was the tribe that left Israel to go conquer more. Like a long time. Yeah, they world. aligned with the Greeks, which and, we can and, see in the Book the of Maccabees. The tribe of Dan could have been Sparta, Spartans. Well, the Spartans in the Book of Maccabees tell Israel, "Whom is my brother?" So anyway, kind of forgot where I was going. We'll edit that out. But we were interrupted by a child who should have been asleep, barging into the recording. But what I think was I was saying was. Uh, that the Spartans in the book of Maccabees, they write to Israel and say, You're, they're my brothers. They refer to them, Israel, the Jews, uh, as their brother. And um, so if you're from Greek or England or European parts, you quite possibly could be from the tribe of Dan. Do your research, people. You know, yeah, that's whatever. the best thing that you can we'll, do. We'll do some more research and we'll get an expert yeah, out here with yeah, us and we'll, yeah. we'll maybe talk about that a little bit. Uh, and the cool thing about that is discovering that the Bible is like a could be a part of your history. Like your history book is pretty phenomenal thing. You, you just grow up knowing that the Bible is just like a spiritual guide, the word of the Lord, how he wants and desires for us to live, you know, guide us through life on how to get through the day to day. It does. And then you find out all those biblical stories and stuff. Yeah. That it's your bloodline forever. God's crazy about blood and bloodlines. He's got wow. a whole book of numbers. You know what it's I mean? It's interesting that you mentioned blood because mm -hmm. that's going to be discussed in our episode today. Oh, no way. About biology because no way. we're going to talk about how that word of God uh -huh. is scientifically factual. What word of God? Talk about it. The Bible. Let's get started. The B-I-B-L-E. Uh -huh. Yes, that's the book for me. Oh. I stand alone. The word of God. The B-I-B-L-E. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. We're rocking. Sorry, guys. That's but anyway. Yeah, that's All our right. theme song right there. But anyway, I, I wanted to discuss science in the Bible because I, I find myself to be... I'm not that intelligent, but I do enjoy. Oh snap! <laughs> but I do enjoy studying, like you know, astrophysics, quantum physics. Uh, you know, I enjoy studying. Why uh, do you? I like science in general, geology, oh. biology, like any kind of science that you can think of. I enjoy, and That's good. yeah, and I like studying it. And and 
when I go to college, because I am a college graduate, an educated man, uh, you know, the teachers, they all tell you things that would be like, oh, you're a fool, Christian. The earth is not 6,000 years old. It's millions of years old. And that's an episode for another day. Uh, but the earth is 6,000 years old. Anyway, uh, roughly. But anyway, uh, I want to be able to talk about times in which the Bible mentions something that goes along with what science understands. So science has yet to disprove the Bible. Right. And yet people still don't believe. They still think that science is true and the Bible is not. And I would just like to discuss. Uh, this is a very wave top uh, issue that we're going to discuss. What does wave top mean? That means a skimming of yeah, the surface of these. Uh, that's right. Bullets I see in your notes here. Yeah, well, it just we're barely discussing it. Go research for yourself. Um, all the topics. Yes, all here. the animals could fit on the ark, and it's scientifically proven. But that's not what we're going to talk about. I just want to hit a couple verses today where something is mentioned that people didn't understand two thousand years ago. But, or a thousand years ago, but today we know what that means because science has shown us that that's a thing that existed. Right. So yeah, the first yeah. thing I have is the Bible actually talks about dinosaur. Dino DNA. The mention of dinosaurs, this year, note you say the book of Job. I'm popping there right so now. So if you ever want to know about science, turn to the book of Job. Facts. Because when God is telling Job off, he tells him a lot of stuff. Were you there when I put the deeps? Were you there when I put the stars in the sky? Like he he hits him with a bunch of like, were you there when I formed the rivers? And Job's like, nah. I, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, but you can really get a lot of uh facts out of it. So Yeah, it says uh God questions Job. Job forty. Uh you got in your notes for fifteen to twenty four. Do you want me to read that at all? Uh let's just highlight a couple key things here okay it mentions uh behemoth mm-hmm. well, what's behemoth i always thought it was a big beast or a devil or something well what are some traits of behemoth and that'll tell us behemoth behemoth eats grass like an ox okay it says in the scripture well, you didn't say what a behemoth was either. well we're gonna get to it okay behemoth has tail like a cedar a cedar is a gigantic tree so it can't be an elephant, right? Okay. Right? It can't be a hippopotamus. So it's a big animal with a tail as big as cedar. Well, you can't find animals like that today. So a thousand years ago, they would have been like, this oh, verse doesn't make sense. Oh, is the the big giant elephant with fur on it? It's, it's a dinosaur. It has bones like a oh. beam of bronze, right? You see these big old leg Where bones on a dinosaur. In, in Job 44. 15 through 24. Well, you need to say that, though. I did. No. Oh, well, agree to disagree. So that's why I asked if you want me to read it first. But anyway, so now, okay, God says, Behold now, behemoth, which I made as well as you. He eats grass like an ox. His strength is in his loins. Does this sound like a dinosaur to you? And his power in the muscles of his belly. He bends his tail like a cedar. Definitely has a tail, and cedars, big, huge. The sinews of his thighs are knit together. I don't know what that is, so we must be talking about science now. His bones are the tubes of bronze. His limbs are like bars of iron. He is the first 
of the ways of God, let his maker bring near his sword. Surely the mountains bring him food. Okay, so this, whatever this behemoth is, eats of the earth. And all the beasts of the field play there. Under the lotus plant, he lies down. It's a lotus plant. In the convert of of the reeds and the marsh, the lotus plants cover him with the shade. The willows of the brook surround him. If a river rages, he is not alarmed. Because he's giant. He is confident through the Jordan rushes to his mouth. Wow, he drinks from the river Jordan rushing to his mouth so most humans probably don't want to stick their face in the jordan to drink you know have it rushing through your mouth no no especially not today can anyone capture him (laughs) can anyone capture him when he is on watch with barbs can anyone pierce his nose i mean talk to me jason what is that's a dinosaur we understand that now that's the description of a dinosaur that's behemoth. Well, I thought people were talking about that. Uh, the, could the fallen angels have created the dinosaurs when they were doing all kinds of That's things? That's a discussion for another day. And and the dinosaurs, how they match with the, the flood, scientifically speaking. The dinosaur deposits that we find, the massive amounts of dinosaur deposits, when they're all like grouped together, uh-huh. they died by water. They died by water. That's what science... There's what's called the dinosaur peninsula, which runs through like Montana and... Uh, runs through parts of America, South Dakota, stuff like that. There's tons of dinosaurs. Yeah. They There's hundreds of them all together uh-huh. as if on a peninsula, like water was water rising, came. so they went onto the high high ground well, and they died violently like in a, water. The flood or something yeah, it was like the that? flood, My 100%. So Whoa. how they were made is a podcast for another day, but that's that's proof of dinosaurs and evidence of death by flood that exists in science. That scientists say that's what happens, and we know that the Bible. Are there lines any up with more that. mentions of the behemoth in the Bible? There is uh, mentions of uh, Leviathan, which is like a dinosaur-like sea creature. He's mentioned in Psalms one hundred four twenty-five and Isaiah twenty-seven one. That is Leviathan, which is the other mentions of the of a sea creature that yeah. is also described as yeah. a, a dinosaur. Yeah, people were saying, well, it could have been a hippopotamus because the big mouth. But he's got but, cedar but tail. The cedar tail. Hippopotamus has a has a little switch of a tail, and it can't be an elephant because the elephant is giant, but it also has a tiny switch of a tail too. What animal has a big giant tail? I know an alligator does, and alligator to me is like. A dinosaur. I always thought of an alligator as well, a dinosaur. Well, there is come evidence that they existed back then. Same with sharks. I mean, come on. That's because, anyway, we won't get into that. That's a, Well, I thought we were talking dinosaurs here, and I feel like alligators. But What's the difference between an alligator and... Yeah. This dinosaur was tall. He was huge. Wow. Alligators are pretty ginormous, too. Yeah, but they don't stand on giant No, legs. they don't. I'm just saying, you know, I guess... I'm the dinosaur the was just the uh, the alligator was just swimming around during the flood and afterwards he's like where'd everybody go? Maybe he just learned how to swim. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna survive this. Where, where'd everybody go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, where's 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 Bohemoth? Where's Leviathan? <laughs> They're gone. Oh man, that's interesting. Thanks for sharing that. I never thought yeah. of that. So, uh, next topic because I'm gonna jump around to a bunch of different subjects because, like I said, this is wave tops. Science in the Bible. In. 1 Corinthians 
1541, as we turn in our Bibles, 1 Corinthians is in the New Testament, right before 2 Corinthians. <laughs> What's the verse, baby? 1541. You want me to read that? Yeah. Got a lot, a lot of pages in the Corinthians. Uh, 1541, 1 Corinthians 1541. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15 and 41. There is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars. For stars differ from stars in, from star in glory. So that basically says stars are different. Do you agree, Millicent, that stars are different? If the Bible said it, I believe it. Well, you know that because we have the invention of telescopes. Right. Before a telescope existed uh -huh. and before pictures in outer space existed, every star was similar. It looks like just a light in the sky. Uh -huh. It wasn't until we began to read and study the stars that we can truly tell that stars are, are different. different than the next this, or something. This was said thousands of years before a telescope was even existed. Yeah, the Bible does uh, you know, say that the stars differ from yeah, stars. They didn't that wasn't known to be factual till like Edwin Hubble came around, you know, and Galileo and them guys start coming around and studying stuff and be like, whoa, that thing's different. People didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Did you know when you look at Mars in the sky, it appears as a star to us? But it's a planet. It differs. Wow. You don't know that until you have a telescope and you look and go, wait a minute, that's a thing. There's a thing there. So you think this, uh, where the verse says, for stars differ from stars in glory, like is that planets versus stars? I think it's it's, I think it's just all stars are different. Every star differs. For stars different differs from stars in from star in glory. Why one singular star in glory, it says? Because all the stars are different. Like some are big, some are small, some are hotter, some are colder. You know, we know them to be different now. The Bible had called it before we did. Science. Another thing that happens in outer space is in Job 26.7. Like I said, Job is filled with some stuff where Jesus or God be laying down how science happens. But in Job 26.7... And we don't really need to turn there because it just says the earth hangs on nothing. And we now know that the earth is just floating off in outer space with a gravitational force holding it there. That we're not attached to anything. That was said in Job thousands of years before we understood that to be true. This is science. So basically, the Bible, and we know now we can, we can look, we've been... In outer space, we've breached the atmosphere. We've landed on the moon, and you, you have you've been to the moon. I did it just the once. Oh man, how was it? It's kind of boring. The McDonald's <laughs> lines were long. Uh, no, but we've been to the moon. We can look back and we can see the Earth hangs on nothing. This was it's not just understood. In the of nowhere. Yeah, this was not understood for quite some time, and then we thought everything revolved around us, and then we learned that we revolve around the sun. That came later, but. The Bible, I mean, this is Job. This is one of the oldest books of the Bible. Of the entire Bible. Is oldest, yeah. right? Like, I know Genesis uh, shows up before, but if you look chronologically, like, Job was happening then, too. And he is saying, back then, the earth hangs on nothing. Before they even really knew what outer space was. Mm -hmm. he, and what scripture was that again? That is Job people? 26 and 7. Yes, so check that out. 
Yes. And another thing about our blessed earth, Isaiah 40 and 22, it says the earth is circular. Yet again, before we understood the Greeks were the first people to understand mm. that the earth was round okay. uh, about 2,000 years ago. They were okay. the first ones to say. Well, let's just say according to the history books you study, they were the first ones. Yeah, the Greeks were the first ones. And they discovered that the earth was spherical. And uh, But if you looked in Isaiah, before that, before the Greeks, God had already said. Already said it in the Isaiah. The earth is a circle. It's round. Boom. We knew it. Well, God revealed it. Eat that, Bill Nye. God revealed it already. Yeah. Sorry, Bill Nye. All right. Let's see another science versus the Bible. All right. Now, this one is one that some flat earthers have used. um, And people back in the day misinterpreted. It describes Numbers 15, Job 37, Revelation 7. It's in a couple different places. Mm Mm-hmm. That the earth has four corners. It describes the four corners of the earth. So back in the day, early church and and some other people, they just said, well, that means the earth is a square. Well, we know that's not true because of Isaiah 40 and 22, which describes the earth is round. So what are these four corners talking about? Well, now that we understand magnetism and we understand north, we understand that there's four nautical directions. North, north, south, east, and west. We understand. So before magnetism was discussed, before compasses and things were able to harness the magnetism of the earth to help us direct around the world, we know that God had already told us there's four nautical directions. And it does talk about revelations. It, it says that there's four angels holding back right. the four winds on the four corners. Meaning, at the four nautical directions of our world, there is angels holding stuff back for the right. day. Right. Again, scientists are just studying what God has already known and already put in place. That's pretty much what you're trying to say in all of these. So far, it seems like you're just saying, hey, the Bible already said there's yeah. behemoths. It already says we have a, a round earth with four corners. Mm-hmm. And um, what's next? The biology so what does the Bible say about biology? In Leviticus 17.11, it says life is in the blood. Hmm. Well, back in that, now you think that's intuitive, but that's intuitive to our time. Back in the day when people got sick, you know what they did? Bloodletting. Yeah, they, would they drain the blood. Drain the blood. Yeah. It, because it, and then people are like bleeding out and dying because they didn't understand what blood did. They didn't get how blood functioned in the body. Now we know that without that blood... We can't it literally live. takes everything everywhere. It takes, it helps our immune platelets and uh, or our white blood cells. I mean, travel through, through the body, body yeah. to protect it. It brings nutrients. It brings oxygen. Oh, yeah. Everything that we suck in, yeah, eat, the, we filter it, and everything. It goes into our yeah. blood and into the rest of our body. That's right. Meaning, our whole life is fluctuating through the blood. This is mentioned in Leviticus, which we're talking like. Well before Christ, right? This is like Moses' day. It's old. Yeah, it's old. <laughs> it's old news. This is Moses' time. Well, That's what right. does science say about blood? If the Bible says life is in the blood, what does science say about well, biology? There's a dude named uh, William Harvey. Oh, yeah. In 1620, so that's 
like 3,000 years after this was written, yes. just me guesstimating, uh, that discovered that nourishment is passed around the blood. Wow. Wow. And and we got it in Leviticus where it says life is in the blood. That's why you, you don't drink the blood because life is in the blood. That's why blood is the sacrifice of blood is the atonement for sins. Yeah. Or, or because that's you say, yeah, a you life. don't drink blood because, well, I think that is something God thinks is like nasty. It says because life is in the blood. That's what it says. 1711. No, you're talking about drink. That's why you don't drink blood. That's what it says. It says... Because life is in the blood, that's why you don't drink it. Oh, it literally says that? Yes. I'm going to the book. I, I just turned to the page and you unturned. Sorry, I'm not familiar with this Bible. This is not my Bible. Yeah, it is. Isn't right. it weird how looking in a different Bible affects you the way lost. you see? Yeah, you're like, wait a minute. What uh, is going on? On mine, is... it's on the upper left page. <laughs> this one, I can't find it at all. Like, it's so I weird. I know. Yeah, he just becomes strange. so familiar with your Bible. And it's it's just interesting how that happens. I read my Bible electronically, so. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you on the altar to make atonement for your souls, for it is the blood by reason of the life that makes atonement. Therefore, I said to the sons of Israel, no person among you may eat blood, nor may any alien who sojourns or foreigner, that's what it means, which is alien who sojourns among you eat blood. So when that's it, you don't need to keep going. But anyway, so that's what it says. Well, I'm just trying to understand it because I, you know, I've heard that before, and I've heard I've read this part of Leviticus. It begins to go on to the atonement. That's that's why I said it's. But we understand that. The life is in the blood now. It's so intuitive to someone of 2018, right. but they didn't get it till 1620. Wow, that's amazing. And the Bible had already called it. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's what I got on biology. Let's just skip to what everyone talks about when you don't have anything to say in the elevator. The weather. That's facts. How's the weather today, Joe? Oh, it's a hot one. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, anyway, again in Job... 36 mm-hmm. and uh, Ecclesiastes. Ooh, I like that book. Yeah, one in seven, it describes the weather cycle of evaporation. So Ooh. why don't you turn to the Ecclesiastes one and seven for us? Because we've already read out of Job. Or not, not a, was it Ecclesiastes? I, think. I hope so. I just dopely opened the book and it's right at Ecclesiastes. That was amazing. One. I love when that stuff happens. Ecclesiastics 1 and 7. Or is it Ecclesiastes? Sorry, my bad. Ecclesiastes. (laughs) (laughs) And I love to say it, by the way, so I'm sorry. All the rivers flow into the sea, yet, which is, that's, that's the thing. That's intuitive. Yeah. Yet the sea is not full. Observational. Interesting. To the place where the rivers flow. Oh, it's not full to where the place where the rivers flow. They... There they flow again. All things are... Yeah. That doesn't fit. So to the place where the rivers flow, they go again. So basically, it rains. That fills a river. Mm -hmm. The river goes to the ocean. That evaporates. It rains again. That is describing that cycle. So there's this dude named Bernard Palsy. Policy? How do you say that? Palsy. Policy. 
Sorry, Bernard, but he's not alive to hear us hack up his name because he was in the 16th century. And he compiled a bunch of works from other people. So it was like a bunch of stuff kind of people already know mm-hmm. and and described what we would call the, the hydrological cycle. Basically, rain, river, ocean, evaporate, rain, river, right? He did that in the 16th century. We're yet again getting it in Job, the oldest book of the Bible, and we're having it described. Yeah, and we're having it described to us in the New Testament. It starts off intuitive. The river runs into a sea. That's pretty, like, I can see that. But to know that it doesn't get full and that it returns back to where it came is describing the evaporation and rain. You think so? Hmm. I know so. That does sound like it definitely is a cycle there. I didn't know Job had 36 chapters. Job is huge. And it's it's a read. How big it is! I um, I've read Job, and it's just like people are long, long winded. <laughs> Job, don't they talk a lot in the Book of Job? They do, they do. Uh, because God and Job are having a discussion, and then Job is going through so much, so his uh, friends are talking to him too, and it's just a lot. Yeah, and you kind of have to, it's hard to find, like I see you turn into Job 36. It's hard to find it because it describes it like throughout. Like you yeah. can see like verse 6, snow, verse 7, rain. Then you can see Dude, storms in 10, I, I, moisture, I lightning. Verse 32 is about lightning and stuff. So yeah, but it's just, yeah. but if you go into it and look into it, Remember? it's describing the hydrological cycle. Which did not discover till the 16th century. Verse 24 says, which I like, remember that you should exalt his work of which men have sung. All men have seen it. Man. Man. Job is deep. Get into Job. I like it. Flip back to Ecclesiastes because you like it so much. I like to say the name Ecclesiastes. Turn to the book of Ecclesiastics. You dopely turned to Ecclesiastes again? How'd you do that? I don't know. That's like two times in a row. You got dude, go play the lottery right now. Need, no, I might need to read Ecclesiastes. That's what that means. Read the sixth verse for me. What's the sixth verse is blowing towards the south, then turning towards the north. The wind continues swirling along, and on its circular courses, the wind returns. Okay, so. We didn't know what the equator was until recently, which is a circle around the Earth that's the hottest point, right? It's the where the oh, yeah. sun heats up. Well, oh, what yeah. happens at the equator is the air gets heated, mm-hmm. which and causes it, it goes, to rise yep, to the north. Yep. Then it cools and turns south right again. Back. Yeah, that's right. And it describes a circle so of the wind. So you think that's what the Ecclesiastes that's exactly is talking what about, it the, says. the flow of the wind? That's exactly what it it's talking about. It does say in verse 6, uh, towards the south and turning towards the north and... Continue swirling along. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty cool. Again, found before we found it. Way before. I don't know when Ecclesiastes... Let's see. Ecclesiastes was written uh, a very, very long time. It wasn't yesterday. Uh, Solomon, around King Solomon's time No, incorrect. I don't know. I don't know. I, again, this is not my Bible. I'm not used to these notes. <laughs> I can't read anything in You this. went into combat with the unknown oh, weapon. Oh, no! You should have been like David and told Saul, no, I will take my own weapon into I battle. I know. This is, I need, I need to get But anyway, out. Ecclesiastes is written by Paul uh, after Christ's death. So we're looking... Way thir- before... Yeah, 40, 50 years A.D. 
way or, before yeah. everyone discovered the equator and what it, you know. That's well, right. On our modern side. So. That's right. And we know that. This next one here is like one of my favorite because what we've been describing so far is we can say that the that now that science understands it, you can look back and see that the Bible already said it. The reason I like this one right here is because this guy was a Christian believer and you used it to prove something that nobody knew. So he read it in the Bible and said, this must be true and sought it out. And we found out it was true. What was it? He and that read? is in Psalms 8 and 8. It says that there are paths in the sea. Okay. So back in the day, uh-huh. uh, I forgot to write the year. Everyone thought the C4 was like flat and like mud. It's like flatty, muddy. It's just this like. Oh, the sea's floor. Oceans. Yes. The ocean floor. Okay. I thought you meant right. C4 like bomb. Okay. Oh, C4 like the bomb. Yes. And in the and then Jesus <laughs> strapped C4 the to the devil and sent him. Okay. No, the, the sea floor, floor, the ocean floor, they thought it was flat and like mucky and muddy at the bottom. Okay. This dude, whose name is Matthew Mari, uh-huh. and he actually has a statue of him. And next to his statue, is they put a Bible at his feet. Nice. Because this dude read Psalms 8 and 8, and it says there's pathways in the sea. So he's like, yo, everybody, the sea's not flat. The ocean's not flat. Mm-hmm. There's valleys. There's peaks. You know, mm. you can read in Job 38, 16, and it says there are vents in the sea at, at the deeps. So there's vents wow. in the sea, wow. right? It wasn't until recent times when wow. we could go down there that we saw that there was vents. Yeah. However, they when they found sonar, so this dude, Matthew Murray, M-A-U-R-Y is his last name. He got sick, and he's, like, getting ready to die. Oh, no. So his daughter's like, I'll read you Psalms 8 to cheer you up, papa. And that's when he's like, pathways in the sea, I mustn't die. I must stay alive and find <laughs> these. Yeah. Wow. And they, he went out and proved it, and we now know the ocean floor to be highs and lows and valleys no and trenches. And yeah, he used the Bible and wow. the science they had at the time to prove that there's pathways in the sea. And the Bible already said it. That's right. And that's why I think scientists are missing. Like they say, this is Big Bang Theory. Just read Genesis read 1 and Bible, 1. Right. What's it say in Genesis 1 and 1? In, in the, the beginning, beginning, there was God. Yeah. Right? Start with that. Yeah. You will not, and build your scientific found just as Matt did here, Matt yeah. Murray. Right. He studied the word. And it proved, it was proven scientifically. It's The Bible's amazing to me. It's I'm an unmatched sure there book. are tons of scientists that read the Bible and know. There are tons of things that the bible says just because you're not going to be into science and not and you're not you're not going to want to know i mean you are going to want to know what the bible says about that well, science like, scientists research there's and these they dudes research um, and they research a lot of the, and you don't want to like you don't pass over a book like the bible in your research you just don't you got to respect the bible in in researching science you just have to you have to but yeah. I guess that's the whole point of this podcast. And it is. And um, there's these guys that I like to listen to. They're um, Answers in Genesis. They got a lot of stuff on YouTube. And a lot of their content, on their some of their content on their page is free. But that a lot of times they want to buy books and stuff. But anytime you purchase from them, you're not disappointed. These are guys who are like super duper smart scientists who study the Bible. Yeah. And like go to bat for people like, nah, the flood can happen. And right. here's why. Right. And uh, so that's why I like to look at. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was just watching one of their videos today, as a matter of fact, about 
science in the Bible. It's just it's just really interesting. Well, I just remember one of my friends who, you know, just some people just are not interested all the time in accepting Christ. Sometimes people just like, hey, and deep down I know he's real, but I'm just really not interested at all in it in, in thinking that way, accepting that way or nothing. Yeah. I'm gonna believe in science and the scientists, etc. Because it's easier. It's I don't easier. have to change my yeah, ways. Exactly. I don't have to guard I don't have to Boom, serve. That's it. But yeah. but let's be crystal clear. The Bible says every knee shall bow and every tongue bow will that confess knee and confess before you that die. Jesus Christ is Lord. So if it's if it already says that you're gonna give it, you're already gonna know. You're eventually gonna know, yeah, that he's real. That's right. And I mean, you look at just Genesis one and one, the meat of science in there. It says, "In the beginning, God created." That's time. The heavens, that's space, and the earth, that's matter. Time, space, and matter. That's what makes up physics. Boom. <laughs> I know. Right? In Genesis one and one. Right. That's it. I know. It's incredible. That's amazing. How do you not? Here's here's another thing, uh, that I think is there. There's uh, the laws of physics. There's the laws of thermodynamics. There's the the law of gravity. There's all these laws, mm-hmm. right, that we understand. Right. Well, where do these True. laws come from if they were not built into a system? Where do these laws come from? Right. Well, you might say, well, they happen by chance over millions of years. No. Then how do you know in a thousand years these laws will remain? Right. You say this is a law means it can never change. Right. Well, if evolution is true and things are growing right. and expanding, then, then the law the can law possibly change. change. Yeah. That means everything we know, physically speaking, could change. Gravity could suddenly go the other way mm-hmm. because everything's evolving and changing. But the laws remain the same because it was built, built into a and system. Designed. That's right. Into I a don't system. understand how people can look at the seasons even. And not see that this is an actual design. This is a tick, 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 tick time weather change, like the winds, whatever you want to call it. And I wish I remembered the scripture. There's a scripture where the Most High says, why do you think I make the mountains and stuff so pretty and the earth and the clouds and stuff? So it's proof to you that I exist. Why do you think that every morning the sun rises and then in the evening it goes away? Because I made it like that. It's proof that I exist. I'm basically putting it right in front of your faces. And again, like I said, I just feel like some people just really just don't really want to care or bow um, or, or want a God. No, they don't. And what's incredible to me is all those things that God created, all the stars and mm. the galaxies and all these things. Mm. It says in the Bible, and man, I, I looked at my notes. I forgot to write it down. But it says in the Bible that they sing his praise. Right. They sing his praise. Yeah. Well, a planet doesn't sing, does it? No. Oh, on contraire, well, point a microphone at that oh, thing and measure it. It vibrates I, at a frequency and I, it makes a sound. I have heard planet Google sounds. it right now. Pause this. If you're driving, pull over for yeah. safety's sake. Google it right now. Pause this podcast and Google sound of a star. And you'll hear... Or you hear... I've heard sounds of planets as well. They make sounds. They're singing his praise. If there's billions of them and they're all making one thing at the same time, they're saying, hallelujah. It's true. He might have a different note for Pluto than he does for Saturn. He does. They all sound different. Or he does different. for Mars. And, and it just is music to his ears. To us, it sounds like static. But all together, to it him... It doesn't sound like static. It sounds like a note. 
Whoa. They, it goes like, or Right, and that's what another one could have. I am up here, dude. Even down here. Wait, that was horrible, but. That's but, how they sound. Yeah, so God might be, you know, so that's that's another scripture. He says, if, if nobody prays me, the rocks will cry out. Like, I'm still going to get my praise and my glory. But look at this amazing planet. If none of us were here, God would still be getting his glory. It it's, it's magnificent. Venus would be going, right. whatever it does. He don't need you, but he loves you and he wants you. And he chose you. you. Yeah. And just because science says one thing doesn't mean you can't believe in God. I'm going to wrap all this up. I got one last one. Read Job 38, 19 for me, Sister Millie. Job 38, 19 says, Where is the way to the dwelling of the light? Question mark. So where is the way to the dwelling of the light and darkness where it is placed? So the way of light. What does the way mean? If you're going that way. What are you doing? You're just traveling. You're going that way. Yeah. They didn't used to know that light traveled. We wow. now know light travels. Wow. That's like super duper recent science. Oh, so so the way of light. Light goes a certain way. Right. It's very it true. It travels. Yes, it does. Yes, it we does. We now can measure that. We now can see we that. We now, but back in Job, verse 38 and 19, it says, where is the way to the dwelling of the light? Now, is this where God, yeah, this is, is this where God it is talking It basically should be called Job. God puts Job in his place. Yeah, God basically is like, look, dude, don't let me get scientific on I'll you. I'll put break it, it down. Times. God tells Job, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah. That's and what he, he goes says. on to talk about ice, so, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I'm telling you, read Job and, and put it to science. It's pretty interesting. But yes. we know light, right? Light yes. travels. And the theory of relativity says that the faster something travels, the slower time moves. That's what all this E equals MC squared Einstein stuff means. I thought you were going to bring up the flash, but go ahead. I do enjoy the show, and I'll probably rewatch an episode right after this. (laughs) I'm really excited for the next season. But anyway, um, and the dude can like sing too, the the, the guy who plays the flash. That is weird, but not surprising. Yeah, and then the dude from like Law and Order who plays like his dad. Oh, he's like got a great voice too. Yeah, we heard him on Rent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, do you think they should do a musical episode of The Flash? They did. It was my least, one of my second least favorites, probably. No way. Yeah, Supergirl came in, and I don't really dig the Supergirl timeline. And oh man, you know what? I already told you, Buffy already did Buffy it. Buffy did it. Joss Whedon nailed it first. Just like God nailed it first. I'm bringing it back around with science. Oh. But anyway, so we know that the faster something travels, yeah. the slower time moves. That means light, which is the speed limit of the universe, is mm-hmm. the fastest something can go, mm-hmm. isn't really affected by time because it's moving so fast, right. it's not affected by time. Okay. So that we know that something can exist outside of time. God uh, exists outside of time. Yes, he does. So scientifically speaking, something can that. dwell beyond time. Oh, did you just hear that? So God cannot be disproven by science. Now everyone says, can you prove God? Well, no, I can't because he exists outside my realm. Right. He's in a whole nother level. I just recently learned that watching that video, remember about God creating the universe he can step in and out of it whenever he wants because he's on a whole nother he exists outside of it he created it so therefore he's probably looking at it in a he whole is. different you he know is. what i mean yeah and when we look out on the horizon to the forest that we can see because we can see the end of the observable universe uh 
meaning we can look so far out that light is traveling so fast, there might be something beyond it, but we'll never be able to see beyond it unless we get further out because you can only see so far at one given time. There's a lights traveling to us, lights traveling to us at a certain speed. We're looking at a certain speed. So there's a, only so far we can observe. When they observe bad out into that static, they have a problem. It's called the horizon problem. Everything is the same temperature. If the big bang was true, things would exist in varying temperatures around that edge. Things would be different because things form different, clammed into each other and clattered and all kinds of different. It's right. not. It's uniform. Yes. It's the same yes. because it was created. Right. It's called the horizon problem. It's called Google a plan. it, people. It's called a plan. Go to school and then throw the Bible at them. Yes. Because you cannot disprove the Bible was science, nope. but the Bible can validate science. Mm-hmm. Boom. That's all I got. That's the short wave tops. Wonderful, beautiful. Good I want to do an episode on like just straight up dinosaurs, straight up flood and various other things. Um, but we'll hit that up later, people. So we hope you enjoyed this sciencey episode. Yes, if you have any questions or anything that you'd like us to to study or talk about, we'd love to do that for you. Yeah, we love feedback from you guys. Anytime someone says like, hey, that meant something to me or that helped me through the day, like it really means a lot to us. So hit us up. Uh, check out Answers in Genesis. Uh, if you guys got any links to any other uh, science and stuff that you'd like us to look at, or if you've got some uh, sciencey stuff that we missed in the Bible, because we definitely only cover the wave tops, please just comment to this video, get on our Facebook page and hit us up. You can find us on Facebook uh, at The Art Being. We're at Twitter at The Real Art Being. If you'd like to email us to advertise on this or to just get in contact with our staff, we're at The Art the letter B, the number three, I-N-G at gmail.com. That's the art of being with a three for the E. And you can also find us on Patreon, guys. That's a, a website where you can go donate to us. Uh, we are going to use that uh, money to advance our ministry. God has given us both great jobs, so we're not going to use it for ourselves or for our salary. We just want to buy better equipment. Uh, we really want to make some some sweet videos for you guys. Ooh, yeah. yeah, and we got a lot of good ideas for other episodes, but uh, if any donation or anything you guys want to throw our way, we, w- we really appreciate. And please, please, please like, share, subscribe, and let us know what you think. We love you guys. Thanks for sticking by. Uh, science, yeah. <laughs> Have a good day. Bye. <laughs> Bye.